This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hey, friendo, Steve here. Hey, Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. And of course, taped live at the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. Quick uh, programming update. Tomorrow, we're going to be watching the Zicky Dice Outlandish Paradise show live. It's going to be available on Zicky's Twitch channel, free, gratis for everybody. So you don't have to worry about paying for a pay-per-view or nothing. Just swing on by our channel at around 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Turn on Zicky's channel, and then boom, we're all going to be watching it together. Should be a real good time. So uh, swing on by and check that out. Also, today, a brand new episode, I'm sorry, issue of the Kip Up Weekly over there at the patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Don't have time to keep up with all the wrestling news? Then check out the Kip Up. We've got all the wrestling news from the week, our takes on that news, all the results from the week of wrestling, and our must-see matches, our must-see segments, Mm -hmm. and now, Frendo News. So updates on the Frendo Predictions G1 for the month. We've got uh, updated numbers don't lie rankings. All that stuff and more. Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. It's the weekly newsletter. It's the Kip Up. Keep Go up with check Kip it out. Up. Top of that, it's a great way to help support going in wrong. Truth. That is true. Uh, we got a couple Anyways. news stories here today before we get into our SmackDown and uh, AEW Rampage recaps. First, uh, John Moxley. He's been off our television sets for a while, uh, taking care of himself, going to rehab. Hopefully, he's healthy happy uh he's going to be back in the wrestling ring very soon in fact next weekend gcw announced today that mox is uh going to be taking on homicide for the gcw title at the hammerstein show next weekend that's awesome that's great uh you know uh had to take some time off like you said uh, you know, hopefully that means that he's happy and healthy now or at least on the road mm-hmm. and uh and that's great uh, he's been missed, uh, and uh, and yeah, that's uh, that's going to be a hell of a show. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's next next, next weekend Sunday, right? I believe. Next Sunday, we 23rd. should check that one out. That's sort we of should. a big deal show. That's a big. It's deal a pretty show massive right show for GCW. It's their first time on traditional pay per view, I believe. Right? Oh, is that what it is? Okay. Yeah, they got a pay per view uh, distributor for this show. Awesome! Very cool. That's really um, huge. That's that's massively huge for them to be able. Oh to no! Be, yeah, yeah. To be great. available on traditional cable outlets people be scrolling through like oh what's this gcw business about and they can order it gcw get some of that money and then potentially get new viewers that's great for them does that still work this is a silly question i'm then i'm not even really asking you but like but you are gonna you ask how me. does that actually <laughs> well i because you know conversations start via questions you think that really happens a lot these days people scrolling their pay-per-view listings and they come across and they're like oh what's this click now Man, I've I've done the first two parts of that where I just scroll. You know, it's like you're. It's night. 
you got nothing on DVR yet to watch. You can't think of anything on demand that you want to watch. So you start scrolling through the guide to see what's on. You just keep scrolling down Skinamax. and down and down Skinamax, and down and down, yeah. and down. Red Shoe Diaries. I don't think that's still on. I don't know if Zalman <laughs> King is producing te- uh, television anymore. Uh, <laughs> Quite prolific. You keep scrolling down, and eventually you get to pay-per-view stuff. Yeah. And and then usually at that point, I'm like, oh, I've gone too far. Time to go back up. Yeah. But if like one of the first things was something wrestling, I'd be like, oh. What's this? What's this? And and at the very least, I'd hit info and see what the deal was. Right. Absolutely. So you never know. You never know. Maybe it happens a lot. I don't know. Maybe some people just don't like ordered, you know, like ordered stuff off Fight TV or whatever. You know? I don't know. Is it going to be available through, uh, uh, what what was it back in the day? Closed circuit. (laughs) Oh, closed, yeah. Is it going to be available via closed circuit? Closed circuit television, yes. Did we ever figure out who got access to closed circuit? Well, I think you had to pay it t- for access. Was it in your homes, or did you have to go to a place to watch it? I don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> Welcome back, John Moxley. We're going to be watching that show. Yes, maybe, yes. hey, if you and I put our heads together, maybe we'll do a watch along of it. Yeah, maybe we um, can add it to our uh, our predictions for the month. Uh oh, hey, there you go. That's right. I'm trying yeah. to find any way to make up ground here. <laughs> hey, you know what? That's all good. Uh, let's talk about this. The Elimination Chamber. This is this is hilarious news. I love this bit. Uh, so, earlier this week, we learned via Fightful Select that WWE was planning on bringing back the Elimination Chamber. Right? That happens every single year. You know, but usually it's February. This year, yeah. yeah. It's in, yeah, it's in February. It's before WrestleMania yeah. now. Sure enough, this year they're doing a Saudi Arabia show in February. So, you put two and two together. Boom. Elimination Chamber is going to be in Saudi Arabia. In this week's Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Meltzer reported that WWE were looking to rename the structure to the WrestleMania Chamber. But then Meltzer later reported on Twitter that the latest proposed name change for the Saudi Arabia pay-per-view is the annual Elimination Chamber. I'm Look, I'm actually totally fine if they call it like the WrestleMania Elimination Chamber. They did WrestleMania Backlash last year. Yeah, and it's it was your ridiculous. Huge Oh come on! It was fine. They're it's trying your to huge they're trying event. To make a, no, they're trying to make a B paper B level pay per view seem like a huge deal. That's what it Let was. Let it bleed out into the other pay per views. Who cares? Wrestle. Hey, you know what, man? WrestleMania is a huge name. It's got it's got big sellability. It's yeah. got big marketability. Yeah. What what better way to dilute that marketability by naming half your shows WrestleMania? That's what. F- Listen, they're a content producer, man. They're a content company. They're the next Marvel. I got an idea. Then maybe of Verde. Course you're gonna do that. Listen, listen to me. Maybe Verde Herzog was onto something. Maybe WWE should listen to him and just name all their product WrestleMania. Why not? Then I'd Why be on not? board with that probably got a better Q score popularity score than WWE in general yeah so why not absolutely start acting like you know why do they call uh, the, the next Ant-Man movie the Infinity War Ant-Man you know <laughs> the Infinity War Guardians of the Galaxy something like that I don't, I don't know. know I don't know I don't know I don't know about it's silly. I don't know it's about silly. I don't know about any of this any of this it's it's a it's a whole bunch of who gives a shit um but uh but it's it's just silly WWE stuff and, uh, hey, the last Saudi show was actually a really fun show. I mean, I know we've sort of gotten away from criticizing how terrible this deal probably oh, is. Oh, it's terrible. But it is terrible. But it's still it terrible. Is, but they still run these shows. We still review them. Last one was pretty damn good. I be- Yeah, last one we, we, we had a charity thing for it, right? Yeah, we did. We did. For St. Jude's Children's Hospital. Yeah, we'll do the same thing this time. Yeah, every time there is a Saudi show, we'll, we'll, we'll do a, a charity fundraiser for it. Absolutely. That yeah. sounds good. Uh, anyways, let's talk about 
We had a SmackDown tonight. We had a Rampage tonight. We're going to dive into this SmackDown one. Uh, what was memorable about this at all? This oh Lita 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 was there. Was She's cool. going to be in the thumbnail. Yeah, was, she's going to be in the thumbnail. It was cool seeing Lita back on 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 television. Um, I don't like as it would be cool if if they if she did come back for a, a period of time, a run. Yeah, yeah, had a run. Had some had some matches. Um, I know I don't. I'm not going to go into too many details. The story is still relatively new. But Sean Ross Sapp over at Fightful Select uh, had a story about. Uh, AEW trying to sign her last year for a run. Um, yeah, it's funny. Just to interrupt real quick, it's funny how WWE like the turnover on their women stars traditionally in the past, really. And I know Lita had some injuries back in the yes. day because of the thing with the Dark Angel show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting that they haven't really been more active about like, hey, you want to come back for an extended run, even if somebody's in their late thirties, because on the dude side of things, there's a ton of them, or in their um, early mid forties, forties, or yes. in some cases, fifties. Yeah, brother. Yeah. Um. So, uh, so if she can go, that's awesome. That's mm-hmm. great. Bring mm-hmm. her back. Do you think? I mean, does 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 Lita's segment tonight, her dropping Charlotte with a twist of fate, Charlotte. Uh, 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 being there in that segment saying, no, I'm going to win this thing. Do you think that motivates that mania match as opposed to if they went with like a Naomi? Do you, or do you think this is a one-off thing for Lita? I think it's probably going to end up being a one-off thing. Um, I think what's going to happen is they're going to try to get maximum heat on Charlotte and have her basically eliminate all the legends from the match. Oh wow! So That's so good. much about SmackDown tonight. If I can pull anything from it, is that they were trying to create those little stories for the Rumble, like mm, yeah, yeah, Natalia and Aaliyah. That yeah. story is going to play out in the Rumble. Um, yeah. I can scroll through my notes and probably find a couple other ones. Mm-hmm. And I, on one hand, appreciate they're trying to find these little stories to push for the Rumble. Mm-hmm. At the same time, a lot of these stories are there's not a whole lot of weight to them. Yeah, and then once yeah. the rumble happens, we're not going to see any of these stories ever again. You know, for yeah, the most part. I mean, and so I'm kind of of two minds about it. You know, is is I I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know. You how know I feel what? About it. My my thing is this. I like it because they're bringing so many people back who already have sort of ages old stories. You know. Well, I'm not necessarily I talking mean, about. The, I'm like, not necessarily talking about the Lita Charlotte thing. I think because it's Lita and Charlotte, there's that's interesting. I'm more talking about like the Aaliyah and Natalia stuff. Now yeah, Aaliyah's but, getting but, on TV. Yeah. I that's cool. Uh I'm not a huge fan of this Natalia Guinness uh world records gimmick because it's so one note. It's so one dimensional. You see with this finish coming a mile away, and it's just gonna lead probably to it's probably gonna lead to Aaliyah eliminating Natalia from the rumble. And then that's and they'll have a match afterwards and that'll be the end of it. Yeah, but it, listen. That Natalia will probably two, win. It gives two people who really don't have a lot of room to be on TV in the first place. Something to bite into yeah, no. for the rumble. And that's why I say I'm of two minds about it. It's in one sense, I can appreciate it. At the same time, I just wish there was meteor stuff. That's it. Oh, I don't know. I think, yeah, look, I don't disagree, but I'm not sure how much time they have to tell a meaty story between Italian and, and you know, they've got, they look, Charlotte Lita is a big deal. Sonia and Naomi, they've been building for quite a while now. You could argue they need to they need to put a twist in that story soon. I imagine they, that something interesting might happen next week 
with Naomi's match against Charlotte. Although it does make you wonder, why isn't Naomi going straight to Adam Pearce and saying, can you give me an explanation as to why your partner here is being such a dick instead of just trying to confront Sonya and being thwarted every single time? She has to mess with the thermostat in order to get her out of her literal jacket of protection. Which is a weird concept in the first place. Yeah, it is. Um, but look, if if you've got if you're Aaliyah and you've got all these other legends coming into the match and they all have history with each other and they're all gonna have stories, I'm feeling pretty good right now about hey, you know what? I'm on I'm not on TV very often. Uh I got something. This is I got her, something to this work is with. This her first single uh singles main roster match and she was brought up at the draft, so it's good. I'm yeah. not uh, you know, she's getting T V time. I'm happy for. Her. Um yeah. And, you know, as I said, it's cool. They're trying to do stories. It just, you know, it's me. I just kind of wish it was something a little more substantial. Hey, man, you got to be somewhat realistic. This is a dab of the E we're talking I know. about here. I, I, I know. I know. I know what to say. I know what to say. Um, let's see here. We got otherwise, my goodness gracious, there was not. I mean, it, there wasn't much there. There wasn't much. It there. was it was a fairly par for the course. Uh, it was SmackDown. It was, there was especially the first hour was very light on wrestling, very light on wrestling. The four way was pretty fun. The tag match was pretty fun, but it was pretty short. And then Natalia versus Aaliyah, the actual match was three seconds long. Well, it was a record breaker. Yeah, I know. Three point seven seconds. Uh, and then we got uh, uh, some lengthier matches in the second. Sheamus versus Ricochet was a fun match. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, Madcap is a fun wrestler. I don't know about. I mean, they had him. It's you know, it's you know, it's so weird about WWE is that you've got this like the 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 fatal four way tag match, mm-hmm. and they just casually mention Jinder Mahal, former WWE champion. It's like, yeah, he is former WWE champion. Why is he here? Mm-hmm. And then later on in the card, yeah, Kofi's a former WWE champion. Why is he losing clean to Madcap Moss, who's a terrific wrestler, but he's just a talk about one note. Oh my god, I know. You know, yeah. That guy could be doing much better stuff. I know. I know. Um, I know. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now... All you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. I guess we can just jump into it. So it opened up. I thought we were going to get a Seth Rollins promo because they really, one thing they did pretty well, uh, tonight on SmackDown was really hype up the importance and the history of Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. I know we all know they're in the Shield together. You know, their paths have crossed post-Shield several times. They did a pretty good job highlighting it. So they they opened the show advertising their face-to-face, which would happen in the main event, and they cut to Seth backstage. I was like, oh, we're going to have a a Seth promo. No, he just laughs at camera for a a little bit, and the commentary starts Mm -hmm. talking over him. Um, 
but then our first real segment of the show, Usos come down the ring for a promo. Uh, this was pretty damn funny to be honest. Yeah, it was pretty funny. So Jay says, uh, last week we went to war with the New Day. Uh, they beat them. They respect the New Day because uh, they're the only uh, team that ever pushed us hard. Uh, so uh, Jimmy says, now, uh, now they let everyone know that they run the show, they, that everybody knows they're the best tag team. Um, they let everybody know that they're the ones. And Jay says, but the grind doesn't stop. They should be celebrating. Or tr- they should be helping Roman out with his face-to-face with Seth. Uh, Jimmy says management is already lining up new opponents for him. Jay says there's a fatal four to determine their number one contenders tonight. And Jimmy says, let's bring him out. And he starts to introduce in uh, various ways the competitors in this particular bout. He had an amazing ring announcer voice. Yes. It was pretty awesome. Reminded me when Scott Steiner did a ring announcing, but he just did it as Scott Steiner. Jimmy put on like a, a sort of a, a Michael Buffer voice. Yeah, uh, I thought it was I thought it was pretty damn funny. So like, yeah, he introduced everybody. He got Los Lotharios, Cesaro, and Mansoor, Jinder and Shanky, and the Viking Raiders. So they all come down. They all get in the ring, and then Jimmy says, "Okay, remember the rules, everybody. The only rule to remember." We the ones, yeah, <laughs> and, and then they super kick a couple of the competitors. Yeah, I think it was Eric and, and run Mansoor, out of there. Yeah. and the brawl breaks oh. out. That uh, was why I like I like the opening bit though, where he was he was saying yeeted them a lot. That was yeah. pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They uh, were they were definitely they had a lot of energy. To they did. So the huge brawl breaks out. SmackDown rolls on. We come back from commercial. We get the match. The uh, Viking Raiders end up getting the win. They hit uh, Creo with the Viking experience. Usos who were on commentary throughout the bout grab the mics. Uh, they're putting over the Raiders' win. They said, hey, the raid tonight was a success, but do you think you could raid with the Usos? Well, if you did, it'd be one and done. Mm-hmm. I like the, uh, as SmackDown was about to roll on, they did a cool Tower of Doom spot, but it was nothing compared to the one we saw in Rampage. Wow. Holy, Holy shit, that was nuts, right? Shit. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, that was rad. Uh, so anyways, backstage, uh, Sonya's in the uh, the general manager's office, it's and they're cold. having problems. Cold, and it's it's too cold. They're having problems with the thermostat. Yeah, and so uh, Sonya's uh, talking to Naomi. Naomi says, uh, "Look, man, I'm not gonna let you mess with my career. You haven't given me one reason why you're hating on me." She says, "But I'll give you one to hate on me." And she starts, you know, balling up her fists. Sonya says, "No, you won't, because as long as I wear this jacket." Uh, if you touch me, you're going to be fired. She says, you know why you annoy me? Because you come in here with your main character vibes when we all know you're an extra, which still is kind of bizarre yeah. uh, and, and nebulous to say the least. Yeah. But she's something about her just rubs her the wrong way, I guess, is what she's trying to say. I guess so. She says, unless you want to be removed from your rumble spot or be fired, you need to get out of here. And Naomi leaves begrudgingly. Pierce walks in. is like, oh, man, it's freezing in here. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he starts fiddling with a the thermostat like an idiot. Yeah. Uh, so then we had a Sammy Zayn promo. He's talking about the conspiracy against him. It's gone on too long. It all started back when he was robbed of the Intercontinental title. But now he's number one contender for the IC belt. And he'll get back what's his. He says last week a new cast member in this conspiracy showed up, Johnny Knoxville. And he throws to a video recap what happened last week with Knoxville. Uh, Sammy says, you know, that's actually great. Knoxville's in the Rumble. I love it because I'm entering into this year's Rumble as well. See, Knoxville thinks he can do what I do, but he can't. But I can do all the things that Knoxville can do. And I'm going to show the world that when when it comes to being a jackass, no one is better than Sammy Zane. Crowd audibly laughs at that one. And then he says, wait, no, I mean... It doesn't matter. Yeah, that was good. Uh, that was good. And then he rolls. They roll the um, the intro for in Zane, 
his new jackass. Like yeah. they even had like a jackass jackass ripoff uh, theme uh, song. But it meant Corona. Yes. Yeah. And uh, so Sammy, <laughs> Sammy gets. He's got like a big uh, pad. Like a big mat, like on uh, near the commentating uh, commentator's desk with like a big target on it, mm-hmm. and on the other side of the ring, up to the ramp, Sammy gets into a grocery cart, and he has two local pro wrestlers, mm-hmm. PC recruits, whoever, uh, get ready to push him down the ramp. And apparently, the idea and there's oh, and there's like a, 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 a an actual ramp. Yeah, yeah. But at the end one of the that's ramp, much too short to make it into the ring, much less over it. And yeah, and Pat audibly laughs at the he seems thoroughly tickled by this entire mm. thing pat mcafee by the way we say fantastic. this every week fantastic he's so great he adds so much energy and enthusiasm oh yeah to a product that often is bereft of it yes uh and so you know sammy keeps on hemming and hawing saying uh he keeps stalling finally they go and right before he gets to the ramp at the bottom of the ramp he says whoa stop 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 he gets in the ring boogs shows up and uh, and he's distracting Sami Zayn, and behind him is Shinsuke. Boogs has a brand yeah. new, fresh looking haircut. Yeah, he he looks amazing, off. man. He looks great. He's all flexing on Sami and everything. And uh, Shinsuke lays him out from behind. Uh, Boogs lifts him up, and he looks and he sees the mat with the target that's set up, and he chucks him into mm-hmm. into the mat there. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's 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 a it's a bunch of whatever. But Sami Zayn is great with everything he does yep. as well. Yep. Uh, we go backstage. Aaliyah has an interview before her uh, singles debut on the main roster. She's asked if she's nervous. She says, I'm all nerves ever since I was a little girl. All I've dreamed of is stepping in a WWE ring. I just hope I put on a good showing and hope I don't embarrass myself. And then she, like, fakes vomiting. Because last time she was in the ring for her debut, she shoot through threw up. Yeah. Ugh. Poor thing. So then Natalia steps in. Uh, tells Aaliyah, you'll do awesome. You know, and there's no shame losing to me. I'm the winningest woman in WWE, according to the Guinness Book of World Records. Of course, she has her copy of the she Guinness had with her, yeah. Book of World Records. And Aaliyah just says, oh, I didn't know the Guinness was still a real thing. Yeah. And then Natalia I mean, like, a, layers at a, her, and then Aaliyah, her music plays, she walks off. It's not out of line to, to think that Guinness is... They don't have the show on anymore, do they? No, they, there might be some sort of show on like one of the many vast channel cable channels out there. They might have a, a robust YouTube channel for all I know. I don't oh, know what they're doing these possible. days. But every possible. time I go to Target, like uh, around the beginning of the year, the end of the year, they got a brand new shiny holographic cover for Guinness Christmas, World you know. of Records. They do it for the Christmas. For the it's the a Christmas. great gift to get for your kids. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. full of captivating things like face off Flanagan. <laughs> two headed chain. That's such such obscure references, man. I can't even find video of that show back in the day with Face Off Flanagan. Yeah. I have found the video of Two Headed Chang. Oh, all right. All right. I remember both both those segments clearly. That guy just popped his nose off. And it was it was a it was like it was, a black it, hole. It was like whatever's behind your nose. That was that was what was there. Sinuses and shit, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then we had Aaliyah versus Natalia. So uh, Aaliyah goes to the ring. We go to commercial. We come back. Natalia's backstage. She has an interview, and she says, you know, uh, the Guinness Book is still a thing. My record symbolized 14 years uh, I put into WB, and that's why I'm the favorite to win the Rumble. She talks about her records and says, tonight I'm going to set a new record for the fastest victory. I guess the previous record was 3.8 seconds for a woman to win a match in WB. So Natalia goes out there before the bell rings. She uh, attacks Aaliyah, 
eventually, though, uh, the ref tells Natalia to back off. She does. So the ref asks Aaliyah, can you compete? And Aaliyah doesn't say anything. Not a word. The ref goes, all right, can't compete. Calls for the bell. And so the, the uh, ring announcer is, you know, says Aaliyah can't compete. And then Aaliyah just springs up. Yeah, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. I can, I can do it. I can do it. Yeah, I can do it. I can do it. And the ref says, so the ref's like, all right. And so come back here. She's good to go. The ring announcer says, all right, this match will happen. Ref calls for the bell. Aaliyah rolls with Natalia to get the win. And is announced that's a new record for the fastest win. I think that's great. You know what? Good for Aaliyah. Now she's got, if nothing else, if she's nothing else, she's got that. Exactly. Enforcer remembers the Guinness show. Mark Thompson was the host. That's correct. Mark Thompson was the host, yeah. He, wasn't he like the weather guy in L.A. or yeah, something? Yeah, one Not of the, the weather guy. No, he was, he was the weather the, guy. Was he the weather guy? I think yeah, he was the okay. weather guy. He had a great voice. <laughs> so uh, Sonia and Pierce are watching that all unfold backstage, but now it's like super hot in their office. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, then we get the lead interview with Michael Cole. Uh, yeah. Uh, so she gets obviously a huge welcome, big giant pop. They had they the, before that though they they did have the a great little video package. Yeah. The road to Reigns versus Rollins, and it is it is cool to see that. I mean, look, I like that WWE can reach back into their history. My only issue, I'll, I guess, I'll just sort of bring this up now a little bit. That final segment. Well, I'll bring it up when we get there. I'll bring it up All when right, we get there. Fair enough. Fair but enough. this showed it's it's interesting to see them back then, you know. And they didn't do anything silly like crop out Moxley, mm-hmm. Dean Ambrose. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't do the bit where he looked behind him after Seth laid out uh, Roman, which is a great moment. Yeah. Uh, but I understand they don't want to focus on that too much. Yeah. Too um, much about. But Ambrose, it's just yeah. funny to hear how far Seth has come along because you remember Seth was not known as the big promo guy. Yeah. That was my, that was Dean Ambrose. Yep. Uh, and to see him talk back then and reigns talk and they sound kind of stiff a little timid. And now, obviously it's a lot different. Oh, I know. I know. It's like the timbre of Seth's voice is different. It, it totally is. Yeah. He, his voice has actually changed since then, which is great. Uh, so anyways, uh, Lita gets the ring. Michael Cole's in there to interview her. And she gets a huge welcome. He mentions how influential she is for a lot of today's stars. He says, what do you think about coming back? She says, it's been a wild ride. I have more career highlights than I can count. Lists off a bunch of them, including uh, main eventing Monday Night Raw and the first women's match to do that. She says, but um, I've never had an opportunity to compete in a Rumble match. So I was thinking I might have one run left in me. Plan on entering the Rumble, tossing over 29 people. Winning and then uh, main eventing WrestleMania. Of course, that brings Charlotte. She says, by the way, Charlotte's outfit was stellar. It looked so futuristic. It did. This, it, she looks like a million bucks, probably even more. Uh, she says, I didn't know it was Flashback Friday. This is so extreme. Is yeah, that what you used wanna, to say back then? It's a small yeah. point, but I'll bring this up. Lita was in the 2018 Rumble. I know her point was she never got to compete in a Rumble in her, in like the prime of her oh. career. In, she, in the prime of her career, okay. Was, I think that was the point, but okay, I was like, yeah. when she said I never got to compete in a rumble, I'm like, pretty sure she was in she was in one of the early uh, women's rumbles. Yeah, twenty. Mm, okay. Uh, she says she said it's so fun reminiscing. She says, but you know, I'm going to be in the rumble, and when I win, I get to pick my opponent. So when I'm done, this run of yours is going to be over. So how are you going to handle the humiliation when I end your dream? And Lita says, how are you going to throw anyone over the top rope with that giant head you have? Of course, the crowd starts chanting yeah. giant head. Yeah. 
Charlotte says, you know, it's funny because she had previously brought up Tristratus main eventing Raw with her. Mm -hmm. Charlotte says, you know, it's funny you bring up Tristratus because back in 2019, she begged me for a match at SummerSlam. She left her family just to have that match so she can get one last little taste of that crowd adulation. She said, of course, I said yes. And she put up a hell of a fight, but she lost. I broke her. and She was so broken. She retired. And at the Rumble, that's what I'm going to do to you. And then Lita fakes a slap. Charlotte uh, flinches. And then looks up, and then Lita actually drops her with a twist of fate, mm-hmm. which was great to see. It was great. Uh, then we get a Seamus interview. Uh, Megan asks him a question. He goes, well, I got a question for you. What's missing from this picture? He says, Rich Holland should be standing beside me. Instead, he's at home. I think he said something like with the nose coming out the other side of his head or something like that. It was some Ugh. very... Grizzly Graphic, way to describe him in yeah, a broken nose. Like Cronenberg esque Ridge yeah, Holland comes truly, back. Truly, truly, yes. Face off Flanagan, Ridge yeah, Holland. I know. <laughs> um, he says, you know who's responsible for that? Ricochet. But that's all right. I'm going to put everything right. And we'll see how uh, Ricochet likes it when he leaves the ring with a broken nose. And then we had Seamus versus Ricochet. Ricochet got uh, a new theme. RIP to the one and only. And, of course, I was getting some popcorn during his theme, so I found out on Twitter. have no idea what it hurt, what it sounded like. Could you please give us a brief music review? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was just different than his old theme. That's all I could tell you. <laughs> it just wasn't his old theme. It wasn't his old theme. It's a new theme. Did they have a, the ricocheting yeah, sound they, effects? That's, they, that was the one thing they kept, yeah, because his name's Ricochet, so they're going to keep that. Yeah. Well, that is his name. There was that cool bit where uh, Seamus was draped over the second rope and then Ricochet did a moonsault onto him. That was neat. I like that. Uh, in any event. Oh, and then the, as SmackDown was about to roll on, Seamus, evidently maybe trying to break Ricochet's nose with the ring, uh, did the seesaw thing. Oh, the with, catapult. Uh, Ricochet's, the, yeah, the, the catapult, yeah. Uh, banging Ricochet's uh, face into the bottom brace of the ring there. In any event, Sheamus ended up getting the win with a bro kick as Ricochet was trying to do a handspring. Oh, that was great. It was pretty awesome. And uh, and he picked up the win there. Yeah. Uh, then we are backstage again in Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville's office. It's still hot in there. Thermostat, thermostat isn't working. Uh, Pierce starts twisting knobs and pushing buttons. It's like, I'm going to go talk to maintenance. They should have they should have taken advantage of the Kramer Seinfeld meme right now just, and had like the hot lights. Oh, uh, from the Kenny Rogers. The, the red lights from the Kenny yeah. Rogers roasters. Yeah, it's a big thing right now. It is a huge thing. I noticed that. Maybe he should have checked on a, uh, on the smartphone see if there's an app. It was a smart <laughs> thermostat. That's why it wasn't working for him. Anyway, so so he leaves to check with maintenance. So Sonia takes her blazer off, lays on the couch. Seemingly like as soon as that happens, Naomi walks in. And she's, she's like, like waiting for it or something. This is weird. Says, I see you don't have your jacket on anymore. No jacket, no boss. And then just as about uh, Naomi's about to throw some hands, Pierce walks in, steps between them. And Naomi says, Sonia, you abuse your power. Everyone knows that I would have beaten Charlotte last week if not for you changing the rules in the middle of the match. And Pierce says, you know what? She's right. She deserved another opportunity at Charlotte. That match is going to happen again next week. Yeah, yeah, that is that is really weird. Like, it always cracks me up to think, like, what are they thinking in, like, the writer's room slash Bruce or Vince or whoever when they're like, okay, so was Naomi the one behind the malfunctioning thermostat? It, was this a ruse to get Sonya out of her jacket? Or did she think to herself, it's just really hot in there, so maybe she's going to take her jacket off? How would she know exactly, literally, the moment she did? 
There's a lot of weird plot holes going on here for this seemingly fairly innocuous segment. I know, and it's like, who comes up with this? Right? Yeah, who comes up with this shit? It's weird. It's like, Here's the thing. It's so small, but it gets me wondering, who comes up with this shit? And here's it's another so thing. weird. Here's another thing. What's the point in turning it cold before turning it hot? Why don't it just turn it hot to begin with? Well, they walked in, wasn't they walked in and it was cold, right? Yeah, at like the very beginning it was cold. cold. Here's the thing, depending on how cold it was, and depending on, on like the power of the compressor, the, the amount of uh, area it's got to heat or cool, it could take a long time for it to get warm enough for, for people to for make people uncomfortable. Yeah. Do they have, they're the general manager, they have to stick that office? Can they be like, oh man, the thermostat's hot weird here, out here. Go. Let's go out to the, let's go out to the hallway. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Literally, why aren't they at gorilla position? Anyways, it doesn't make it's any weird. Sense. It doesn't make any sense. Who writes this shit, man? Oh, it's okay. We don't, we don't need to worry about that. People don't worry about that. Those are details. This is sports entertainment. I don't even know who I'm. What voice I'm doing? That's like a, it's like it's like an amalgam of Bruce and Jr. <laughs> it's like a mix of Bruce, Jr. and some Conrad in there. I think KP. <laughs> some sort Maybe. of raw gate mutant of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> after that, after that, we had uh, Kofi in the ring. And uh, he had a proclamation from King Woods. Says Woods has a calf injury, so he's going to miss the yeah, Royal Rumble. Earlier on the show, they said uh, Woods tore a muscle in his calf. Ugh, that sucks. He's going to be out for probably a while then, said, right? Uh, I think he said on G4 he'd be out for four to six weeks. Oh, okay. That's not that bad. Uh, but he's going to miss the Rumble. However, the Royal Kingdom will have representation via the hand of the king, Kofi Kingston. Uh, and then that brings out Corbin and Moss. Uh, Corbin talks some shit about wanting to eliminate Kofi. Says they haven't been this happy since they destroyed Drew's neck. They run footage of that. Which makes me think Drew is probably going to come back so unless they just want to run this in the ground, in which mind. is probably what they want to do. It's heat. It's heat. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Moss tells a joke where he refers to the new day as the poo day. And then Kofi says, I'm going to take a royal shit right on your forehead mm-hmm. uh, during this match. And so he refers to it as a deuce, but that's just a euphemism for a shit. For poop, yes. Uh, yeah. And then we get Kofi versus Madcap. Matt, look, Madcap's terrific in terms of the performer. He's doing what he can. He's given a royal shit of a character to deal with. I just don't know if this character should be beating clean Kofi Kingston was that supposed to be like an eye rake to counter yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the SOS, was it the yeah. SOS? SOS yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay okay yeah, yeah. I feel like comment did commentary mention that maybe because I was like waiting for them to say something they said something but I don't remember if it okay uh, if it said if, if, if either Pat or, or Michael Cole said the you know went to you know went to the eyes yeah I'll be honest I kind of like I kind of like what Moss was wearing to wrestle I kind of did I like the suspenders the short shorts it's kind of funny uh, it was, it's very silly. Yes. I was it's, amused it's by very, it. I was amused by it. It's the first thing that the, like, I like Riddick Moss. I think he's got a lot of potential but yeah, in sure, terms of great. what he's done, but what they've done with that character, the first thing about what they've done with that character that I actually found somewhat amusing. Okay. All right. Hey, that's something. That's something. something Cause I, I, I kind of agree with you. I kind of agree with you on that. If he, if he keeps getting a bit more like, I don't know, you know, surreal is always a good way to go. I know. Get me. weird with it. Absurdist. Absurdist yes, is good. Yes, get weird. Uh, then we had our main event segment. Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns face-to-face. So uh, Seth comes out first, uh, Roman second. 
He asks the crowd to acknowledge him. And Seth says, yes, let's acknowledge this. Quite a moment. Let's, hey, Roman, let's do it for old time's sake. So he throws out uh, the fist. He wants the uh-huh. fist bump. And Roman just goes, that's beneath, beneath me now. Me now. <laughs> and Seth says, well, let's acknowledge the look on your face when I showed up in your office. I'm the last person you want to see. Our record record of singles matches is quite one-sided. I've won them all. <laughs> Which Roman me, says, the fact that they pointed that out makes me feel like, okay, Roman's winning this. Because I know he's got, I know. he's got to get that dub. I know. Over Seth. Yeah, that could be. So Roman says, you know, Seth is out here talking about the past. Doesn't understand what's happening. I'm in God mode now. I'm the head of your table. I'm the greatest of my generation, the greatest universal champion of all time, which makes me the greatest to ever do this. And Seth says, you know, I didn't come to come out here to rain on your parade. Came out here to acknowledge all of Roman's success. But I have a question for you. Can you look at yourself in the mirror at night and say that you did it all by yourself? Because that's the difference between us. Without Roman, I'm just fine. He asks Roman if he understands who the greatest is, because let's not forget, I created you, Roman, and I can destroy you. And he starts laughing. That really gets under Roman's skin. I like there's two things about this before we get to the finish of it. I, I love that Seth was really getting under Roman's skin with that stuff. I do. I wish that because the Roman of before and the Roman now, they act like two different people, Mm -hmm. right? And generally speaking, in reality, people don't do that. They don't act like two completely different people. Sometimes there can be shifts in personality or whatever. Yeah. As you evolve over time or whatever. Seth is the same way. Obviously, he is playing a completely different version than he was like a year ago even. Yeah. There has been an evolved uh, an evolution of his character. It would be nice if there was some sort of dropping of the facade of who they are now, because I feel like when we first saw them, that was sort of who they really were, you know. And then they sort of, as they dive deeper into the WWE pool over time, they sort of become who they need to be to thrive. And I wonder if I would have liked to see a little bit of a dropping of that facade or a reversion to when they were close and who they were there just a little bit more than we saw. Today. I will say this there. We might've got a hint of this Seth based uh, on one moment from the shield when Seth emerged from behind Roman with that huge smile on his face. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good this, point. That's this a good could, point. This yeah. could have been an aspect of Seth all along. Like, I feel like I understand your point. I feel like, the Roman character we get now is mm-hmm. not too far removed from the Roman we had before, but now he's self-assured. Mm-hmm. He's 100% confident. There's no doubt in his mind that he's yeah. the guy, you know? Yeah, but when Seth says that stuff, you see him gritting his teeth. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. There's still a bit of insecurity there, for the most part. Either either he is 1,000% confident or he's convinced himself that he's 1,000% confident, but there's still little mm-hmm. things that, it's, you know, that are in the back of his head still... Still gets at him, um, and the best Roman can come up with when he says, I, "I can, I've made you, and I can destroy you." Is you're a waste of my time. Look at you, and he doesn't, he doesn't speak to the fact. So maybe that is it. Maybe that's him running from yeah who he was. Yeah, he says, "Look at you. You look like a clown. You sound like a clown because you are a clown." He says, "You don't have the star power that I have." Let's be honest. If I wanted a superstar from Raw, I wouldn't have chosen Seth. From your own house, I wouldn't even chosen you from your own household. 
If you wanted a main event WrestleMania, if I wanted a main event WrestleMania with a megastar, I would have chosen Becky. And ooh, that did not sit well with Seth. Mm-mm. The Usos try to attack Seth from behind. He's got a spider sense, though. He's able to evade. He goes up to the table, to the commentary table. They try to attack him there. He goes, and then he goes right back into Roman's face. And as soon as they jump, he just he uh, yeah, beats it was feet pretty impressive. He did all that in dress shoes too. It was all that uh, CrossFit parkour stuff. I guess man. so. But dress shoes can yeah. be slippery on the bottom, you know. Oh, absolutely. You see when the Rock did that. Uh, oh uh, yeah, people's, the people's elbow, elbow and slid across the ring, pretty much. Uh, there was that also was a rampage tonight. There was a uh, some some good wrestling. Uh, fun enough show. Yeah, yeah. Um, trying to th- oh. new tag champions too, according to you. I had to leave because the main event. Got I didn't ya. see the finish. Ah, you bastard! You got me. Got you. <laughs> it was you such a fell for it. It was such a half-assed attack. Yeah, my heart wasn't entirely in it. Um, <laughs> uh, we got a, a new challenger for the FTW championship. We Jay do, Lethal yes. challenge Ricky yeah. Starks to a match. Um, and then uh, the Acclaimed dropped their newest music video. I'll admit, I haven't always been a big fan of the Acclaimed. This made me laugh. This was pretty funny. Yeah, this two grown funny. men going through a goth phase. It's pretty funny. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Yeah, it was pretty it funny. Was pretty funny. Refer- even referencing some WWE stuff, the buckle bomb. Yeah. Well, then yeah. And Sting uh, hurting his knee at Clash of Champions, too. Refer- mm-hmm. They referenced yeah. that in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was fine. You know, it's a uh, – and – a little bit more of sort of the one thing that people are really they they got something on their hands with this Wardlow stuff, man. Sean Spears, sort of just uh, as a as an aside, as as a throwaway statement, referring to Wardlow who's standing behind him as what? What did he say? A one move, uh, one move rookie? wonder, one move wonder with two years of experience. And Wardlow's behind him like, what? Yeah, at the at the end of Spears' promo, he's like, come on, Wardlow, let's go. And Wardlow just goes. Yeah, he gives him the double thumbs the double up right thumbs there. Up. He is going like, to destroy Sean Spears. I can't wait. Destroy. I liked, I, I actually really like Sean Spears' promo here. I did too. Because he was right in the camera. Uh, I, thought, I thought it was pretty good stuff. You know, a lot of people, I, I've seen, it's so ridiculous. I've seen on Twitter saying, ah, oh, people... Sean Spears, you know, is no better off than he was in WWE. And I'm like, do you pay attention? Like, he was, when he got called the main roster, he was literally just the number. Like, he was, he, he was existed his, for. His character was the number 10, yes. <laughs> it, it was. That's exactly what it was. Um, and, uh, and yeah, like, is he, look, this, he was never going to be world champion, but man, he could have been. He's always champion. there. Um, did you see what his record was in AEW? It's forty-one to seventeen. I know a lot of that's on dark and elevation. What? Yeah, it said forty-one oh to seventeen. Oh my god, that's nuts. That's really good. Holy and, shit! Yeah, but here's great. the thing: like, is he winning championships? No. Is he on TV every week? Not not every week, but he's on TV most weeks in yeah. a supporting role. But he's got a well-defined character. He's been given opportunities to flesh out that character. He's doing more interesting stuff than he ever did on main roster. He could this have been NXT the, champion, though. This is the not a chance. This is the best counterpoint here. Beans from the East says, now his character is a foreign object. <laughs> He's chairman. Uh-huh. There's something more. Uh, it's physical. It's more yeah. substantial. Ten, well, not what as is nebulous as math. Yeah, number, nebulous. <laughs> what does that mean? It's you can't hold a 10. 
Right, exactly. You can write it down and hold it up, which he did. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I can't blast you in the head with the number 10. No, unless you write it down on your chair, <laughs> then hit him with it. Right, but that's just a tear. Oh, man. Anyways, it kicked off with Adam Cole versus Trent Beretta. Uh, really good match between these two. Yeah. Uh, in the end, though, uh, a bunch of shenanigans ensue, which lead Cole to get a, a, a low blow mm-hmm. on Beretta and then gets him with the boom. Uh, to pick up the win there, and then there's like a uh, yeah, because there's like just a big brawl breaks out between everybody. Yeah, yeah, and the, yeah, yeah. The rest distracted the, by the. Re, I like you. I like your notes here. The re super click. Yeah, re dragon the super click. It's the re super click. Yeah, re super click. Uh, after that, we get a, a Thunder Rosa Mercedes Marti- Martinez video package. They've announced when this match is happening, have they? I don't think so. No. I don't think so. No. Can't happen so. soon enough as far as I'm concerned. This could be great. Hey, let me let me ask this really quick. Yes. Let me ask you this. Cuz I've seen this out there. Uh Revolution is coming up in March uh, early March, yeah. right? Yeah. Who do you think Hangman's opponent's going to be? Mox? Think it's going to be Mox? Do you think that is a bigger match? It probably is than Britt versus Rosa if they do Thunder Rosa versus Britt. They do a title change there. Uh, it depends on the it depends on the build. I don't know what story they're going to try to do with with Moxton and Page. I don't kind know. It depends on the build. Huh? It yeah, depends on the build, the story. Yeah. Uh, after that video package, we got Sean Spears versus Andrew Everett. Uh, this match was pretty short. Uh, Everett's looking for a springboard. Spears catches him, hits a C4, a Death Valley driver to get the win, and afterwards Spears dropped a promo. Uh, he asked Punk, are you really the best in the world? He says, what about me? Uh, he says, I've traveled the same roads. I've spilled blood. I'm the guy who wasn't supposed to make it. Uh, I'm the guy, but now I'm the guy Max sends to ensure a message is delivered, and most, more importantly, that it's understood. I'm the guy you, who you don't see coming. There's a reason they call me the chairman. One swing, and you'll make sure I'll make sure you remember me forever. He says next week, you're punk. You're not gonna be in the ring with a one move wonder with two years of experience, I'm, but with a 20 year veteran. He says in this business, seven years off is seven years too long. Punk, I'm gonna expose you. Ooh, never see him coming. Uh, after that, we had the acclaimed music video. It's making fun of Sting and Darby Allen for going through a goth phase. Yeah. It was pretty funny. It they had like funny. a, they had like an NWO sting there, not uh, Jeff Farmer, not, and not and not Stang, not Heath, and not Heath, not Stang. Yeah, <laughs> Mel D says maybe it's Mister Sting, <laughs> Mister Sting. <laughs> okay, you know, <laughs> Mel D, how you know? Uh, after that, we had Chris Statlander, Layla Hirsch, and uh, Red Velvet. Versus uh, Nyla Rose, Penelope Ford, and the Bunny. It was, it was, it was Nyla. It was Nyla just throwing people around. Yeah, yeah. And it was yeah. that. Yeah, it was, it was that co- can can Statlander and Hirsch coexist? The answer is no. no Things got quite. chippy. Uh, Statlander uh, has the advantage. She hit hit the Bunny with a blue thunder bomb. She goes back to her corner to set up for another move. Uh, Hirsch tags herself in. They're arguing. Bunny pushes Statlander into Hirsch. And then uh, Bunny rolls up Hirsch to get the win. That submission move. Oh, yeah. Statlander had uh, Penelope Ford. And that's, oh, my God. She was, oh, my goodness gracious. Her her neck was at a a really bad-looking angle. 
I didn't think that it could bend that way. Uh, after that, we had uh, this is this is bizarre. Dan Lambert did not talk because it was just a men of the year promo where mainly it was Paige and Sky, mm-hmm. which was insane. It was great. Uh, left us on the Sky saying, "I don't care who holds the belt. I want the title. You, uh, Sammy and Cody." Figure out who the TNT champion is, and I'll be waiting for you. He goes over again how it's been 200-and-something other days since he's lost and over 300 days since he's been pinned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's yep. going to be however many days it is till he faces Cody that he's going to remain that way, and then it ain't going to be that anymore. Yeah, probably. We get the the aforementioned Ricky Starks promo. He's interrupted pretty quickly by Jay Lethal. Uh, Jay says, I'm the new guy. But I've been watching what's going on between Dante and Team Taz, and it makes me sick. He says, Starks, I know it's not officially recognized by AEW. You don't defend that FTW title much, but I know it means a lot to you. I challenge you for the belt. I know you're going to have to, uh, I know you're not going to give me t- an answer today because you got to ask Taz for permission. But whatever Taz tells you to do, do the opposite. So Taz um, should say, oh, go ahead and defend it, Ricky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I had a hard time paying attention to Jay Lethal because Ricky Starks had a Garth Brooks shirt on. Mm-hmm. I was just staring at that. Mm-hmm. I love Ricky Starks. He's, oh, he's great. great. He's great. Uh, apparently during, I guess it was like, during, maybe it was like during the fight TV thing. I don't know what it was, but Taz said something along the lines of, I don't give a shit about Ring of Honor. <laughs> uh, after that, we had uh, the pre-main event interview between the Dark Order and the Jurassic Express. Uh, Reynolds and Silver uh, pulled out some kazoos and started playing in honor of Christian, who used to do that. And then he mentions, oh, yeah, you're doing that because I used to do it. That's funny. I'm not impressed. He says, there are levels to this game, and you're about to find out. And then uh, Mark Henry says, all right, time for the talking's done. Uh, it's time for the main event. And, uh, of course, John Silver mimes it along with oh, him which great. is always it's pretty great. funny it was this is a fun this is a fun enough match. this was a really fun match uh, all sorts of crazy stuff happened in that tower of doom spot was a damn oh tower of doom spot i've just about ever seen i've never seen them like stack people on people to do it that a tower was a four person tower of doom spot yeah oh, and nuts. usually if it's four you got the one person on bomb with the power bomb and two people on either side for the superplex this yeah. was stacked four going upwards yes up they all they needed was like a trench coat. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> like know. a really long trench coat. And it would look like, like it would uh, look it would look like a Luchasaurus is just power bombing one person. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and that person would be like uh, Robert Ludlow. Remember the Guinness record yes. for the tallest dude? Yeah. And they'd have the picture of the tallest dude standing on the Empire State Building with the smallest dude. Yeah. Yep. Because I think at the time the Empire State Building was like the tallest building in America. Or something. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, at the end, though, Jurassic Express, they get the win. They hit their finish. Uh, Jungle Boy takes out John Silver ringside with Suicide Dive so Luchasaurus can get the pin on Alex Reynolds. Really fun match, though. Highly recommend checking it out. Terrific stuff. Indeed. Absolutely. I have a uh, question right here on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Uh, if you guys can load up some highlighted yes, questions please. as well, that would be terrific let's see here uh for the uh it's it's great too because usually for the question threads on patreon an added bonus uh you get to see i always face app uh, a still from whatever episode i'm putting the question thread up mm-hmm. in this case we've got lita but with a mustache Interesting. unfortunately with uh, uh if if the app recognizes that it's a woman it doesn't let you make them bald 
Isn't that a bummer? Hmm. So interesting. Anyways, interesting stuff. Uh, here we go. First up. Wait, you could you can hold on. Mm, you could put a large. mustache on. Right. But not bald. A little weird. All right. I don't know what deal with that right. is. I don't know what the face app. Maybe I'm, I'm I pay a monthly fee for face app. Maybe they should get their shit together. Uh Soak and Rose says, uh do you think AEW's current creative slump is due to the fact that they refuse to do more sports entertainment tropes? Because after all, there's only so much that you could do with a sports-based realism wrestling show. I kind of disagree with a lot of the premise of this question. I don't necessarily believe they're in a creative slump. I believe that they're in a signing lull because they have too many people and they just signed a lot of them and that creates a lot of buzz. And then that honeymoon period runs out. I don't really consider them being a creative slump, though. No, I think the creative they're doing now is fairly consistent with what they've been doing for a while. Yeah. Um, I do take issue with anybody who says, I know that that was the thing going into AEW, but it's not a sports-based <laughs> wrestling program. It is not. This is, It's like it's more of it's just traditional pro wrestling. It's like, yeah. some, it's like WCW back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Alex Foster asks, if you guys were wrestlers, how would you counter the what chance? There seems to be two approaches to it. Either alter the cadence of your promo so that you don't allow the gaps for the what, or you respond to it. Yeah, but whatever your response is, it has to be good. What would your approach be? I'll just change the pattern of my speech. Yeah. That's what I would do. What? What? You see, because you can't what me if I just talk what? in a regular <laughs> what? You're still pattern. pausing though. You're but still But my pa- my, my my pauses aren't even. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I would probably Truth be told, I'm not that clever, so my whatever my comeback is for the what chance yeah. would probably just uh, instigate more what chance oh yeah i'd get massacred so I, I would just i would just try to alter the cadence of my speech there's never there's never been a good counter to the what chant if there was they would have stopped by now well there's never been a good counter to the what chance that makes people stop wanting period for the for the rest of time but there's been yeah. individual cases where there's been what chance and someone sets them to the crowd and they stop wanting it's, it's been a vi- it's like very few and far between that's able to, they're able to do that yeah uh let's see here <clears throat> uh we've sort of answered the question of who should be on the men's side of it. We'll, we'll just answer it again Dave Matushek, if Mickey James is representing the impact is if Mickey James is representing impact at the rumble who else should make a stand for the same promotion in the men's side w- Callahan W Morrissey He's, Oh, W. Morris. I don't know. Sammy's cleared to wrestle. He broke his ankle. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. W. Morris. Or Ed Edwards. Put Ed Edwards in the rumble. Nobody would know who he is. Yeah, that would be the cl- most clue. They'd be like, is this the NXT 2.0 guy? <laughs> is that Von Wagner? <laughs> um, oh, the enforcer here leaves a question, and he says, can I bet on this Q&A thread? Oh. You gotta call. You gotta call one eight hundred. Get your shit sorted step out. Step away. Step away, yeah. enforcer. Step away. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see here. Uh, Wolfpack for life. Uh, boy, you guys have some some uh, deep premises here. With Roman being a constant draw, <clears throat> and ever since CM Punk returned, AEW ratings have not gone up. Was the internet wrong about who to push in WWE 2014 between the two of them? Wow. That, there's a lot to unpack there, Wolfpack there for life. Is. Um So I, I disagree with the premise that CM Punk's return didn't affect AEW's ratings because we don't know what AEW's ratings would be without him or Brian Danielson or Adam Cole. They could be in NXT 2.0 territory. They're always hovering around a million. They took a dip during the period where they went live on both coasts because we all knew that was it was like a 30% dip if you look yeah, at Brandon Thurston's numbers. It was a dip. Um so I I will say this. I am and and, and then you can go. I believe that a properly pushed Roman Reigns, like with good creative behind him, would probably be a bigger draw than CM Punk. That being said, I feel like CM Punk being pushed would have been a better deal than Roman the way he was pushed. Yeah. Um, you also got to consider. Although he did sell a lot of merch, so I don't know. Yeah. You also got to consider WB, they're the established brand name. AEW, despite signing all these people, upstart brand. Uh, yeah. You know, as we've seen for years, generations even. Mm-hmm. People. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 you know, if you know if you're if you know what a brand name is, over at Upstart Thing, you might just go with the brand name because you know what you're getting. You know, mm-hmm. whereas yeah. a new thing, you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. Um. And a, a WB still provides the largest platform. Uh, because of that brand name factor, AEW doesn't have that still. Um. So you know, like in if 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 AEW started five years earlier somehow, and Punk was just signing now, and mm-hmm. you know, and AEW was established as as a solid brand name in the wrestling world, and then Punk joined. Then who knows? Who knows? Yeah, yeah. you know, it, AEW is still a burgeoning company. You know, they're in their only in their third year. Mm-hmm. So, and on top of that, I never felt like and I, look, I. I don't know that he ever would have been because he makes the point here that CM Punk wasn't a ratings draw when he was WWE champion. But if you look at, if you look at what was going on at the time, he was the WWE champion, but I don't know. I mean, ratings, I know for, he made, ratings back then were way higher than they are now. Yeah. But compared to where they were before and after, I understand the point. Same with, uh, with, uh, Daniel Bryan's ascent. Yeah. Ratings didn't really increase, even though it was really good. It was actually pretty decent creative that for doing that. Eight yeah, yeah. And you, you look at you know pe- people all over the place were doing yes chance. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, it's it's there, there's there's too much here to like really. Yeah, that's like a whole gather, video. You know. That. Yeah, exactly. But, so that would require research and such. Because I mean, look, even even when CM Punk was champion for like 460 days, I loved it. That was awesome. But like. As soon as The Rock entered the picture, you knew how that was going to go down. Yeah. Punk wasn't going to be in that match. He was going to lose that title as soon as they wanted to up the stakes from once in a lifetime to twice in a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you could always get the feeling. It's like, okay, well, he's there as champion to satisfy one thing. And I honestly forget what they were doing in the main of, like, if there was there, like, a main main event scene 
with like Cena doing other stuff or was Punk usually main eventing? Well, I mean, Punk was like, well, Cena got hurt, and so Punk had to wrestle Ryback a lot. <laughs> yeah. There, yeah. Well, there you go. So I don't know, man. A lot of that is just difficult to tell. Roman, I think Roman is absolutely a draw. Oh, yeah. I think Roman, you know, even back then, like his merch was selling like absolute, you know, it was selling like crazy. Um, but, uh, but no, I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think if, if anything, the internet's always been right about one thing and as a WWE's creative could always be better. They can always be better with, with the talent they have. There's no reason why their creative is as up and down yeah. and inconsistent as it is. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of the same thing. Just I'll land on this point. It's kind of the same thing with, Jericho and Kevin Owens, how they had the the Universal Championship, and then oh, Goldberg comes along. Well, that's a bigger deal. So let's just go ahead and put a. You always sort of know that like they'll put titles on people, but if something bigger comes along, well, like Brock Lesnar and Big against Big E, or they're gonna do or that. Goldberg versus the Fiend. Or Goldberg versus the Fiend, or uh, uh, Brock versus Kofi. Hey, we've got we're on Fox, we're, and we've got uh, what's Kane his Velasquez. face, Cain uh, Velasquez. You know, so it's kind of it's kind of difficult to tell if they're not going to invest and really go all in on making a certain person the guy. Mm-hmm. It's hard to tell, like if the ratings would be better if they treated CM Punk back then the way they treated Roman Reigns shortly after. Mm-hmm. Where they mm-hmm. tried their damnedest to make him the the face of the company. Um, so I don't know. Interesting question, but yeah, there's a lot. To there's unpack. a lot to unpack there. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Gregory, fight. This is interesting. Lejeune here has a question. He says, "Have you seen Peacemaker?" And I have not, and you have not. I have not. No. Maggie said something about it earlier. How she's not sure what to think of it. Lejeune here says, I think we might need to revisit the legacy of John Cena for the numbers don't lie. And I don't I haven't seen anything like that would sort of indicate as to what everybody's talking about when it comes to that. Hmm. But I'm interested to check it out for myself. Hmm. Sando says it's great. And Vermillion says it's really good slash funny. I'm curious to know what uh, what other thoughts. Well, are I mean, about. what would. What- I mean, his legacy was pretty high as it was. I mean, it is the is the I think premise it was really high? Is the premise that him being in Peacemaker would only enhance his legacy? Is that the idea? Could his legacy have been higher? Didn't we give him like a nine? Did we give him a nine? I gave him a ten. You gave him. Oh a 10. wow! Yeah, I don't know where else we could have taken Friendos the legacy. Friendos gave him nine point three nine. It can't be much higher. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, a lot of people here in chat are saying it's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, maybe Lejeune didn't realize that we gave him a 10 in legacy. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, Gregory Fiella. Who has a better chance of defending their title at the Rumble, Roman or Brock? Who has a better chance of defending their title at the, rum- at the Rumble? Or successfully defending? Sorry, successfully defending, yeah. At this point, I'm going to say Roman. I'm thinking right now the reason they brought Seth over, Kate, not Kayfabe, but, you know, internally, is to enhance Roman even further by beating the one guy he's never beaten. Okay. I think you're probably right. 
Although they keep on rerunning, like tonight for the the recap, they very specifically reran Brock saying, "Let's do title for title." Yeah, I still would not be shocked if they did that. Yeah, have you have whatever the biggest uh, women's title is night one, and you don't relegate one of the titles tonight too. You have title and title. The main event issue night with that though is that the men's rumble is effectively meaningless. You got to have. That yeah, that's true. That is true. You got to have one of them, mm-hmm. either Brock or Roman, defend their title against whoever mm-hmm. wins the Rumble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hunter V with the sub. Thank you so much. Uh, so many moving pieces this year. Truly is. Truly is. I really, I really dig that about it though. And here's the thing: I actually think <clears throat> because Amon's involved. <coughs> I think they do have a plan. I think that they had to change the plan like uh, to to have Brock get that WWE mm-hmm. title. But I don't think that was like a big game-changing plan. I think that they were like, "Hey, we're confronted with a situation. What should we do?" And they probably decided uh when that title change took place at day 1, "Hey, let here's the new road to Mania." Mm-hmm. So I think they I think they do have something in mind. No, I'm sure they do. I just don't know what it is. And I don't think it's going to be triple threat. No, I don't think so. They just did that last year. I don't think they're gonna do that again. I think I think Roman Brock is is that's the match. That's yeah. the thing. It'll be either Brock or Roman defending night one, and then the winner of that moves on. Yeah, that could be. That could be. Uh, let's see here. Xavier Gray asks, uh, "Why are the Viking Raiders being booked as a team of losers when they've been getting their asses whooped by Baron Corbin and Riddick Moss weeks ago?" Yeah, I know they they won that thing and that they just lost to Baron and I know. Moss. I know. It's like WWE doesn't know how to build up people prior to a title program. Mm-hmm. Another good question here uh, from Xavier Gray: Where the fuck is uh, uh, Zia Lee, and why did she book to face Natalia? That's a good. Question. She had that awesome the lightning, lightning thing. That was amazing. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, Stevens yeah. J says, "Couldn't Brock just win the Rumble since Roman isn't accepting Brock's match?" I mean, I guess he could insert himself into the Rumble. I guess they could do that. Uh, Aeronautical, if the winner of the Rumble can challenge for any title, then they can do a title versus title at WrestleMania and have the Rumble winner challenge the 24-7 title. My goodness. Um, the main event WrestleMania. Yeah. Wouldn't that be something if Brock opens the Rumble pay-per-view? Mm-hmm. Charlotte called it a pay-per-view. She didn't call it a live special. Yeah. Um, premium live Brock. event. Yeah, pre- I'm sorry, premium live event. Brock opens by successfully defending against Lashley, enters the Rumble anyways, wins it, mm-hmm. gets his magic. That is ridiculous. I know. I know. That's ridiculous. Would they do that? I don't know. Uh, Zondo says, from the 2011 Money in the Bank pay-per-view that CM Punk won the title from Cena to the pay-per-view, he lost the, the title to against The Rock in 2013. Uh, Punk only main evented 10 pay-per-views for not counting main events involving Cena or Rock. Uh, oh, what a great stat here. Only main evented 10 pay-per-views for not counting main events involving... Wow, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I always remember. I was always really into that. I was like, okay, that's cool. I'm glad he's got the title, and I'm glad that he was doing really good work. Mm-hmm. Whether he was a good guy or bad guy when he was with Heyman or not, he was doing such good work. But, yeah, it always felt like it was secondary to something else. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, wow. This is a great question. Uh, Blake Whitehouse. Oh, no. Hold on a second. Wizard of Smoke says, uh, here's a here's an idea for a first Corey Grave storyline. Uh, oh, I <laughs> he squashes Madcap and joins Baron Corbin. Oh, my goodness. I don't want Corey anywhere near those guys. This is a great question. Blake Whitehouse says, since it's hard to believe the Shield debuted 10 years ago. That is crazy. Which other wrestlers feel like they just started but have been there longer than you realize? Kevin Owens. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, he showed up in NXT in 2014, I think. Yeah, he's done a lot. It's hard to believe it's been eight years. Yeah. Because it still feels like I know he's done a lot. It still feels like there's so much more he could do. Yeah. Did they have a draft in 2018? Who were the NXT call-ups in 2018? They did that. They did those weird the the six call ups, didn't they? In twenty the the McMahon shakeup was late twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Golly, it's like so many people like Nikki, like Nikki Cross. I feel like she hasn't been there that long, mm-hmm. and yet that was that was late twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. It's three plus years ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, a five second pose. Get the sub to Brew Crew Bomber. Thank you so much. It still feels like Alistair Black only got called up like two years ago. <laughs> when did he get called up? It was, was it was shortly after that. It was early 2019. Okay, so it was three years ago. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, uh, that's going to do it for us. Twitch chat, stick around for a second. We'll be around. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.